Shut up. I'm listening to the next English podcast. everybody welcome back to the next english podcast here is another live show for you i'm sorry for that abrupt uh, interruption of that jingle i'm not used to playing this one that's why it happened okay <laughs> i didn't know what to do anyway i hope you are uh, well i hope um, you are doing all right at this point and um basically i've got another guest today and um it's a really interesting english teacher pan Uh, it's it's my real pleasure to welcome him on the next English podcast, and we are all really eager to listen to his compelling story because I have already got some snippets from it. So, Pan, if you can hear me, could you please call me in? Yeah, it's happening, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, Pan. Hello. Hi, hi, Zdenek. Hi, everyone. Hi, good to have you here. How are you doing? Thank you. Great, thank you. Thanks for uh, the invitation. It's very nice of you. Very exciting. Yeah, it's my real pleasure. And uh, first of all, I need to ask our listeners: Can you guys hear us well? Are uh, is our volume sort of balanced? Because, as you know, we have had some issues with this in the past. Can you hear Pan well? Hello, hello. My name is Pan. Hello, hello. Seems <laughs> <laughs> uh, like it's. Fine. People are saying yes. I can. Yes. Yes. Very good. So everything is fine. Pan. Um, we need to make something clear from the beginning. For for certain nationalities, um, it's difficult to pronounce this a, ah, this a ah vowel. Yeah. And yes. uh, for example, <laughs> I am from the Czech Republic. I'm Czech, and we don't really have this sound in, in my language. So uh, pan, right? Yes, yes. I, I lived in the Czech Republic for uh, three years. I was uh, teaching English there, and I was quite often pen, pen, like a, <laughs> the, the thing you would write with. Yes. And, uh, yes. <laughs> but, uh, yes. Sorry. Uh, yes, yes. But uh, pan. In fact, my 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 full name, my real name is Panayotis, which is a a, a Greek name. But I have this uh, very, very short version, three letters, because it's uh, my full name is way too difficult to spell. So I, I like this as I the see. easiest possible version. So it's like that thing we use for frying, right? When Absolutely. You think frying pan, <laughs> saucepan. I think it means bread in Spanish as well or something. Yeah. I just, at this point, I, this is totally improvised, but I, an idiom popped into my mind. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure that pan is not going to be a flash in the pan. <laughs> Thank you. That's very kind. <laughs> Hopefully not. Uh, but a good solid idioms then I correct. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, so where are you based now, pan? So you said you have a Greek name, but you are not completely greek and also you're not living in greece so what's going on there <laughs> good question good question so um 
I'm I'll, I'll start with a little about me first. I'm I'm uh, half English, half Greek, mm-hmm. and uh, I've never lived in Greece. In fact, I don't speak Greek very well. I'm I'm still learning that one. I had a, a Greek lesson earlier today. Oh. Uh, at the moment, uh, I don't live in Britain either. I, I live now in in Finland, uh, mm. country between Sweden and Russia, in the, in the north of Europe. Yeah, and a very nice country, full of snow at the moment, covered with snow. So much snow. I can imagine it must be very yeah. picturesque. It's really yeah, interesting yeah. your story because so you're half Greek. So Greece is somewhere in the in the south, let's say southeast of Europe. Then uh, obviously England is in the you know in the west. You know, like yeah. it's not even kind of in Europe anymore, is it? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Geographically and politically slightly different, yeah. but yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. I, I know, yeah, it's just a cheek, cheek, cheek note. <laughs> That's a good one, good one. <laughs> and then Finland, which is in Scandinavia, which is the, one of the Scandinavian countries in the north. So it's a really interesting story here. Already. Yes, well, uh, let me, uh, this is something I, I learned when I moved here. Finland is part of the Nordic countries, so the northern countries, but it's not part of Scandinavia. It's not a Scandinavian ah, country. I uh, see. The Scandinavian countries are, I believe, Denmark, Sweden, Norway, maybe Iceland. I'm not actually sure, but Finland is different. The language yep. is different. Oh, they, yeah. uh, yep. Swedish and Norwegian and Danish are all mm-hmm. quite similar, similar Germanic kind of base. But because uh, Finnish language is different, it's not classed as a, a Scandinavian country. Uh, some Finns can get quite like picky about this. Well, actually, you know. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, absolutely. But it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's a, like a, it's, <laughs> it's a Nordic country. So one way to be safe is like if you're yeah, not sure, yeah. always say Nordic because it means well, the northern countries. Good, good yeah, tip yeah. there, I would say. Well, it's, it's, it's good to learn this because I, I, I had no idea, you know, you learn something new every day. <laughs> same, and, same, uh, same. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so it's, uh, as you said, it, the language is quite tough, I would say, because it comes to the language families, the same language family as Hungarian for yes. as far as, as far as I know. And for, for me, like that's one of the toughest languages. Whenever I hear it, it's like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's very. No. Uh, I stopped calling it difficult, and I started calling it different. Just it's mm-hmm. just different. If you think of it, not so much as difficult, just different. Uh, yeah. Because the the way it works compared to English, for example, uh, really different. The the logic, the grammatical logic, the mm-hmm. some logic of how words are made, the vo- vocabulary and how people speak. It's really different from English, which makes it difficult yep. to learn for a native English speaker or, or mm-hmm. quite actually most people because it's probably also different from yeah. your first language if you're Czech or Italian or German. like Or Greek. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'd go as far as to say that it, this must be, a, uh, that, that's not going to be funny, but I would say it's all Greek to me, but you know, uh, when, yes. so, <laughs> yes. when, so, when something is kind of difficult for you or, or you don't have no idea what it is, you have no clue, you could say it's all Greek to me. Absolutely. Good, uh, good yeah. idea. When I first moved here, I thought, I'll be okay. I'm good at languages. I'm, I'm a linguist. I will understand enough. Yeah. I'll, I'll understand something, but really it was all Greek to me. <laughs> Nice one. So, uh, but after seven years of living in Finland, which I'm sorry for letting the cat out of the bag, but seven years in Finland, as far as I know. Yes, that's right. That sounds sounds like a magical number. So would you say that (laughs) you know Finnish inside out now, the language as in? Oh, I don't know it inside out. I I don't feel that I have... uh... Uh, I've mastered it. I certainly haven't mastered Finnish, but mm. I would say uh, 
I got very good at getting my points across. Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. always say everything accurately, as accurately as I might like, I see. or you know exactly the correct word choice. But I can definitely get my message across, get my points across whenever I need to, and yeah. Um, yeah. I still need to focus a little bit on uh, improving my accuracy. But um, mm-hmm. in terms of fluency in Finnish, I think I'm I'm quite good. And uh, yeah. this is something that, that changed a lot in my life. I've uh, always been a language learner at school. I studied French and German. And uh, I was good at them, but I, I didn't even really like them, to be honest, Stenek. Why not? Good question. Um, I just I, I dreaded French. I never looked forward to it. I knew we would have... Uh, some boring grammar or something, or we would focus mm. on something and we wouldn't really speak any French. I wouldn't yeah. think it, I didn't find it useful. Um, and then it, I got quite good at the grammar. I could pass the grammar tests and I could learn the vocabulary. I would just learn it at home, just force myself to memorize it, just learn it by heart. Mm. And, um, but uh, I didn't enjoy it because it wasn't fun. Yeah. I don't so know if that's this, a familiar this, story for of language course, learners. I'm, I'm, yeah. Of course, of course. I hear this from my students every single day. Yeah. It it all ultimately comes down to you doing something that you enjoy, doesn't it? Like, mm. of course, there's this motivation. Sometimes, you know, you're sort of like forced to do it. You want to have good marks. Or sometimes you do it because you want to, uh, you know, land that dream job. But mm. at the end of the day, I think you, you make the most progress when you are really enjoying it and often <laughs> i mean I'm, i might be shooting myself in the foot now but some 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 of us the teachers sometimes <laughs> i hope it's not me or you but <laughs> sometimes don't e- even enjoy our job you know <laughs> oh that's sad it could be though like uh if you're doing you're teaching something that doesn't make you excited or you're working yeah. with someone and uh you don't feel like you're really helping them or helping somebody do something they enjoy yeah. or it's not fun for the teacher or the student. Uh, it seems obvious to me that that wouldn't be the most fun <laughs> way to no. make a living. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. But um, So so when I was uh, learning languages at, at school, I was quite good at the grammar, but I never felt confident speaking. Uh, mm. And now, many, many years later, I learned Finnish basically through living here. I had a course for a couple of months when I first moved here. And then after that, uh, I gave up the courses because they were just grammar tests, basically. And uh, they, I didn't feel I had any uh, communicative power. I couldn't communicate what I wanted to say, even mm-hmm. though I knew the grammar inside out. I, um, yeah. I I couldn't say what I wanted to say. So I thought maybe I'll just learn by myself, by trying to talk to people when I'm out walking the dogs, by focusing mm-hmm. like on uh, watching TV, noting down little phrases that seem useful to me. And uh, now I have much more communicative power. And um, even though, like I said, my, I'm not very accurate, I can still get my message across. I can make myself that's, understood. And, that's uh, what Matt says. That's, yeah, that's absolutely, absolutely. That's, that's, that's the be all and end all, you know. So you're yeah. learning the language in a natural way. You, you're sort of picking it up as you go along, and you have purpose. You have uh, there's there's uh, some sort of pur- you know purpose in what you're doing. So yeah, it's, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, this is a brilliant way to do it, and it's way more fun and motivating and all that. So. Um, as you said, or perhaps you don't feel that your finish isn't perfect. Let's say it's not the 
it's not uh, the finished article, is it yet? It but <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you will get there one day. And, um, you know, as long as you're having fun and it's, uh, yeah, you feel like yeah. you're improving and making progress. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I really changed my opinion on this one. I, I used to be quite pedantic about grammar <laughs> when I was learning German. Uh, and I could hear my, as in school, high school and university, and I heard, I could hear my classmates making error, grammatical errors. I would be right. like, oh, I can't <laughs> believe it. You know, they said, you know, Dane instead of Dame or something. I was yeah. really pedantic about it. But then oh. uh, later I realized, ah, it's not such a big deal if you, no. if you can make yourself understood, if you can communicate fluently, confidently, mm -hmm. professionally, you know, in a way, then it's really a small issue. It's yeah. not worth focusing on the grammar. So I really exactly. changed my opinion on this one. Exactly. I think when I started as an English teacher, I may have had similar, a similar opinion to yours, actually. I think grammar is definitely overrated. Now I think that grammar is definitely overrated. And what matters is communication and uh, your motivation and, and reason for really speaking English. And as you said, getting your point across, that's what matters the most, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And in, in, in every language, you know, uh, I think there's a, a fetishization of grammar that yeah. uh, becomes the thing that you have to do. You yeah. really need to learn grammar. And students will tell me, oh, my grammar's not good. But then actually... It's it's really quite fine. What's the the problem is that they're not confident yeah. uh, speaking in English, and they they're not confident because they think their grammar is so bad. Yeah, but, but the grammar is like I don't understand why it's so glorified, you know? Because mm. even vocabulary is more important if you ask me. Because you can have perfect grammar, you you may know all the grammatical rules, and if you're not able to talk, if you don't have that confidence, or if if you just you know are afraid to speak or something then the conversation simply won't happen you know that you're not going to make connections with people whereas if you if your grammar isn't perfect even if it's like very basic and uh, as long as you can be at least a little bit fluent and and you know a few words well you can make a conversation can't you absolutely i i i heard a story when uh, i lived in the czech republic from a friend of mine who said his wife uh, was an american guy and i think his wife was american and he said his wife didn't speak any czech but she learned the phrase ya sidala like i would like uh, for ordering something like yeah. i would like to order something and she could say this phrase with perfect pronunciation and mm. then just say the word for whatever she would like. And for the person listening to her, it would seem that she was really confident. She like the grammar was perfect, but she just memorized the phrase. <laughs> like, uh, and uh, I quite liked it because uh, the more I, I learned about teaching, I realized mm, quite often in English there are these set phrases, these set yeah. collocations that keep popping up again and again. The and chunks, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. These these chunks—they're so predictable and familiar. Yep. Just producing these chunks will make you seem uh, more, more impressive than than you might be. Again, <laughs> so, in my te teacher's development, I, I have been leaning towards the lexical approach, which sort of like mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, it's it says that you should learn English in chunks, just like this, and it. Mm puts more emphasis on vocabulary. And I've been leaning toward, towards it way more than in the past now, so yes. So Pam, you are an yes. English teacher, right? I've been yes. following you on LinkedIn for a while, and uh, 
I can tell you guys, Pan really knows his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know some stuff. I don't know much, but uh, the things that I know, I know quite uh, quite well, I would say. Well, d d <laughs> I, d d Sorry, don't you specialize um, in IELTS, teaching IELTS exam? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, for the past uh, few months, I've been uh, helping people with IELTS exams. I got involved uh, with uh, IELTS a couple of years ago, and uh, I see there's an increasing demand for people who uh, need to pass the exam to go and study whatever they would like or to move to English-speaking countries. And uh, I see it as... Um, a real uh, door opener. It opens so many doors, gives you so many possibilities that yeah. people are really, it's a really valuable exam or a really valuable piece of paper to have when you've passed the exam or got the score you need. So yeah. people are motivated to pass it and they could use uh, some some help with some parts of it to uh, really mm -hmm. maximize their performance and really uh, optimize uh, their results, optimize their performance and get the best results, get what they need basically. And get exactly. help in the areas they need. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and Is this a lot an of exam people... you're familiar with? Yes. I just wanted to say that a lot of people are really needed these days. And like mm. it's, when I was living in England, it was a really big thing there as well. And there's a lot of heavy emphasis on and doing all these, you know, IELTS exam classes and one to ones. And, you know, there are a lot of course books dedicated to IELTS. I would even say more than to the Cambridge exams, you know. But anyway, um, how did you become an English teacher, Pan? Uh, was this your destiny? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was my worst nightmare when I was a kid, <laughs> I would say. Like the idea of being a teacher, oh, it, would, it, it made my stomach turn. I, I wouldn't want to be a teacher. I saw my teachers in, uh, in secondary school, how much they hated their jobs. And they all said to me, you know, you have potential. Definitely don't become a teacher. So that was, uh, you know, good, very motivating. Uh, but really, I just, I just did what I liked, what I was good at, actually, what was easy for me. I'm, I'm a lazy guy, Zdenek, I'll be honest here. Um, well, so I did what was easy. You know, I'm I not, not like you, I'm not like I, you I, at all, I, I just wanted to say I can relate to that. I, I'm lazy bones myself, so, you know. <laughs> well, welcome to so the club. I, I, yeah, yes. great, great minds think alike, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, so I, I did what was easy for me, which was languages. Like I said, I didn't even enjoy them so much, studying French and German, but I did well in them. So I just kept doing them. Mm -hmm. uh, and then at university, I continued with French and German and then started learning Russian, uh, which is a very interesting language, another very different language from, from English, really different way, a different style of grammar, vocabulary, uh, being a Slavic language, totally different. But um uh, kind of interesting, and through learning through learning French and German and Russian, three quite different languages, I realized that actually what I was doing was uh, just maximizing my understanding of English in a way, because we had to translate things yeah. from, from and to uh, each language, and I got really good at English and understanding how English worked as a language compared to French, compared to German, compared to Russian. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. after university, I thought, uh, I would do a qualification to, to be an English teacher so I could yep. uh, help to, to, people with, with their English. Also yeah. uh, to help me travel a little bit and learn some more languages mm -hmm. as well. And then uh, that was in 2009, the end of 2009. And uh, I've been an English teacher ever since. So how long did it take you to learn the, the, to learn the ropes? 
did was it a uh, long process or did you like get into it immediately or how, how was this question. I, 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 yeah, I felt like uh, I could learn the ropes quite quite quickly, to be honest, because I'd studied languages for so long. There were other people who were doing the same qualification as me who weren't as familiar with grammar, but I'd been mm -hmm. forced to uh, study nothing but grammar uh, yeah. for 10 years. <laughs> so I, I already knew it inside out, to be honest with you. I see. The, the study of grammar for my English teaching uh, qualification was a piece of cake for me uh -huh. because, uh, uh -huh. through studying language for so long. Um, Lovely. And then, we, uh, yeah, yeah go I on. understood what it meant to be. I understood what it was like to be a language learner as well. I think there are many Brits or people who grew up in England only speaking English, to be honest, and uh, yeah. they didn't have the same appreciation for learning a language. Mm -hmm. Well, which means you can better empathize with the students. You know how they feel, what they're going through. I think you you can have more patience with them and all that. You know, so I think it's it's extremely important and. I, Honestly, Pan, I have been actually <laughs> writing down all the languages that you've mentioned, and I'm on seven now. Is this is this accurate, or is it even more? So English, uh, yeah. English, Greek, which mm. would be sort of your mother tongues. Although you said you don't know Greek mm. that much, because I know yeah, you were no, born I, in England. Yes, yes. But then there is German, French, uh, Russian, yes, Czech. Yes. Did I forget yes. about anything? Uh, Finnish. Finnish would be. Finnish, yeah, of course. Finnish, yeah. Yes. Wanted to finish uh, yes. it off with. Uh, with this ah, language, nice, nice. <laughs> okay, uh, good. Well, yeah, then... I would say that's that's about it. That's about it for now. Maybe one day I will uh, learn that's... Know, Swedish or Spanish or something. I'll that's quite an, another one. That's quite enough, I'd say. It's seven. <laughs> Who speaks even two languages in the world? Like that's impressive. Well, I'll I'll be honest. I don't speak them. Um, very fluently anymore because I don't use them regularly enough. Okay, um, you know what? Let, let's let's do a quick test. Uh, how about you say hello, uh, hello, uh, how are you in all these seven languages? Let's see. Uh, so I'm sure you can do it in English, yeah? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say hello, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, German? Uh, hello, wie geht's? Okay, that sounds... You have even a good accent. Yeah. A accent, yeah, <laughs> that, that accent seems like German accent. Uh, French? Uh, bonjour, comment ça va? Okay, well... Quite sexy one there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's try Russian then. Strasvutia, uh, как дела? Okay. Uh, what about Czech? Ahoy or dobry den, depending. Jak se máš or jak se máte? I know this one's important in Czech, being formal. You can't say the, the use the informal one when you should use a formal one. That one I learned the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about Greek then? Uh, Yasu Tikanis. Okay, and the last one, uh, Finnish. Uh, Finnish, Finnish. Moi mitakulu. Okay, lovely. Well, you sounded like seven different people there completely. Yeah, yeah, I have many different personalities in each language. Yeah, yes. very, very, <laughs> very, very believable to me. Um, I, I'm pretty sure we are actually being listened to by some native speakers from these countries. So it might be interesting even from them. So I know for a fact that we've got a Czech person listening to this. I know for a fact we have got a German person listening to this and also a French person. Uh, I oh, may man. have forgotten about something, but I'm sure about these three. So <laughs> <laughs> I will be kind to me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they are all impressed. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, but what happens if you, so you said you, you lived in Prague, right? So that was like uh, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, quite quite a long time ago, yeah? 
Yes. So, uh, I mean, don't you don't you need to kind of brush up on it sometimes because you know you don't live there anymore? How do you keep up with everything? Uh, absolutely, I have a a couple of Czech friends here in Pra in uh, in Finland, sorry, in Helsinki, and I, whenever I meet with them, I try and brush up on my Czech a little bit so uh, it doesn't get too rusty. I'll try and mm-hmm. uh, say a few things or uh, send a, a couple of messages to each other using Czechs so uh, I yeah. can remember as much as I can. It's the the only way, really. I always say languages are like fitness. If you if you <laughs> like running and uh, you stop running for a year and then you try go running again, you will have a nasty surprise. You will find uh, out that you, you're not good at running anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love this analogy. I, I have to say that this is very, very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> and you're a runner yourself, Dennis. Right? Sorry? You're always running, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I try, yeah. <laughs> not me, not me. <laughs> well, you you are a martial artist for a change, so. You know. Oh yeah, true. Yes, that was much easier. Yes. Well, you don't have to go outside in the cold. <laughs> that's that's what that's what you say. Speak for yourself, okay? <laughs> I would much rather go outside in the cold than having, <laughs> having to be punched by someone or kick, kick, kicked in the face or something. Because I I would be one of those people who would get t- get get kicked in the face, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so I, that's why that's why whenever you know, like that's why I, I need to learn how to run because if I ever get into a fight or something, you know, I see I can, the... I, I, can, I can always escape easily. You have your plan ready, even though the the fight or flight response kicks in, you will be you choose flight, you immediately zoom away. Exactly, exactly. It's a secret plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, going back to learning new vocabulary, let's say. Um, what, in your opinion, would be the best way to do it? Where do you stand on, let's say, memorization? Um, it's it's effective, but uh, it requires incredible willpower. Mm. Uh, like, actually, uh, when, when I lived in the Czech Republic, I used to work with some children, and they would have, I, I saw in their, their English books, they would have words to learn. They would have a list of words in English and in Czech, and they would just have to go home and learn them, sit with the words, yeah. say the word to themselves in their heads in English and in Czech, with whatever kind of pronunciation, <laughs> but basically <laughs> sounding out phonetically, sounding out the letters. So the pronunciation was wrong, but for the test that they needed to pass, they could write the word yeah. and get the mark. So um, uh, although it can be effective in just powering through it requires such discipline that um mm. it's Mo- it's really most- not sustainable if you no. want to learn several thousand words to actually be able to communicate uh c- no. confidently in a language uh so my advice would be and the thing that's worked best for me in uh many languages is uh try and encounter the words you would like to learn Basically, I learned very quickly from going to a martial arts class in the Czech Republic, uh, the words for punch and kick and uh, <laughs> catch. Uh, I remember one, one martial arts instructor used me to like demonstrate a technique, and he, he asked me to catch this kick. So he would try and kick me, and my, my job was to try and uh, anticipate the kick, see it coming, and catch it with my arm and hold his foot. And yeah. uh, I didn't understand a word. I couldn't make heads or tails of what he was saying. I didn't understand it all. It went right over my head. And I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then he kicked me in the stomach and I went, oh. And then he shouted at me again, catch the kick, catch it. And I said, okay. <laughs> and then he kicked me again. And I was like, oh, sorry, sir. Sorry, I don't know what I'm doing wrong here. And then they chose a, a different uh, person to demonstrate. I really don't know why he chose me. It was my first lesson. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I, 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 guess, I, guess, 
I guess he wanted to, you know, to throw you off at the to, to throw you in at the deep end. So yeah, and I, I was, I definitely sank at the deep end. I wasn't swimming there. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, okay. So, uh, but then I learned that quickly after that day. I learned how to, you know the words for catch this kick because I learned the hard way. You know, mm. uh, so mm. if if there are certain words you, you need, try and put yourself in an environment where you will discover them, and then focus on those words, the words that give you the most value. Like uh, I learned uh, the body parts quite quickly because I needed mm -hmm. them to know which parts of the body I should be <laughs> protecting. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the the thing is, like, if I if I were ever subjected to any training like that, I would have to learn my parts of parts of my body too. But you know, like, I don't know how long how long I would need to know the words because. <laughs> I might, and I might end up losing some of them after those. Oh, you'd be okay. Se se sessions, you. you know. <laughs> and if you have any problems, you just run away. You'd be fast enough. <laughs> I guess, but I don't know how my, how my in instructor, how much, to what extent he would appreciate uh, me doing that. You know, I mean, it's, it's like every lesson, just running away, chicken, 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 chickening out from the training. I mean, it doesn't yes. sound like something you should encourage. You know, and it doesn't really give a good doesn't set a good example to other <laughs> my to my let's say classmates or yes, something like yes. that you know <laughs> but my experiences have all been good with with martial arts it's, it's a good way to uh, mm. learn some language and the the instructors explain all the techniques in in the native language Czech or, or Finnish when I'm yep. learning here yep. and it's a good way to expose me to words I, I, I'm interested in I want to know yep. what I'm supposed to do so I'm really motivated and they use words yep. that are familiar to me because I focus on this vocabulary instead oh, yeah. of just learning random lists of words that don't seem connected at all exactly you want to do something that's in context that's meaningful to you you know and all that so it makes perfect sense to me okay so we're getting to the end of this fantastic interview i'm this is amazing <laughs> uh, you're like a well of knowledge for us you speak so many languages you throw in so many idioms <laughs> it's inc it's incredible um thank you uh, you really know english like the back of your hand you know <laughs> i've like like i said i was lucky to study other languages uh and compare english to them i i'll be honest here's a confession don't tell anybody um, but okay. I used to hate English because it seemed so um, inaccurate, so sloppy, so uh, illogical compared to Russian, for example. Like yeah. in English, you can use uh, they as the, a, a, a third person pronoun. If you don't know if it's a man or woman, you said, oh, you know, they, mm -hmm. they will come. And uh, in, in Russian, for example, you couldn't do that because the number doesn't match. That's a plural Yep. pronouns so you must have a plural verb. everything breaks down there it's not possible uh, and i used to think oh english is silly it can do that you know it's not obeying the grammar rules but that's no. when i was a slave to grammar as denik and then i uh, yeah. i'm uh, i'm i, I reform i'm reformed i was born again <laughs> lexical approach guy i i care more about <laughs> the meaning and um you, you're you rose from ashes like like a phoenix. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Reborn, <laughs> living my second life. I have another chance at life to not be pedantic about grammar, and I'm trying yeah. to take it day by day and do my best here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fantastic. Um, at this point, I'd like to encourage our listeners listening live to us. If you would like to ask Pan any questions, guys, why don't you um, leave comments here in the chat room? Put your thinking cap on 
and uh, come up with some interesting questions because we're not going to be here for much longer. Because as I said, I want to keep these live shows a bit shorter now. So uh, in the meantime, uh, what can we talk about, Pan? Um, I, I noticed that you always kind of, um, how to put this, supported me with my English through board games venture, or you, let's say you always sort of like, you noticed it, right? Uh, so are you a board games fan too? Absolutely, absolutely. I, uh, uh, in, in my personal life, I, I enjoy board games. I, I, I liked them when I was a, a kid, but then I realized the board games I was playing as a child really weren't very fun. Like when you, when you experience fun board games, different board games, you realize that Monopoly, for example, mm. is kind of like a real beginner's game. There's really not much yeah. depth to it. It's not Just, so exciting. Don't even get me started on that. Some, some right, of my yeah, but, yeah. students or even people who like I talk to about board games, uh, they, they just throw this into my face every single time. And, and they are like, what do you think about that game? Or do you know this game? I'm like, I've never played it, but I would never, ever enjoyed it because I've played some, some sort of a similar version. We have a yeah. Czech, Czech version of this called, uh, I don't know how to translate it, but it's, it's basically uh, bet and like uh, horse riding or something, you know, oh, really? horse, ri <laughs> horse riding and bets, just hear Sasuke or something like that. And <laughs> really? I, just, never, I never came across it. Yeah. And that, that was like a okay game that I played in my childhood, but I can't ever imagine playing something remotely similar to this ever again, because there are so much, there are games that are so much better. You know? Yeah, there are so many, uh, so, so many alternatives, yeah. so many possibilities. I went to a board game shop recently and uh, I, I thought I knew about board games, knew all the different, oh, not all of them, but many different board games. And there were so many I would, I'd never heard of, yeah. uh, so many different concepts and uh, premises yeah. and ideas and different exactly. ways to play. They're really, exactly. they're really endless. Yeah, Absolutely, absolutely. I bet you have quite a collection. <laughs> I, I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing. It's the only thing I have. But it's yeah. I guess I'm a bit obsessed with uh, board games, and some of them are still in uh, England. <laughs> oh really? And, yeah, unfortunately so. Yeah, because when I was leaving in March but last year, uh, it, I was unable to take them to to take all my games and all my stuff with me because. I could only carry two large suitcases with me, and yes. and those board games there, they're worth two, addi two additional large suitcases. Can you believe it? <laughs> really, Stanek? Yeah, I am. I am. I am. <laughs> a lot of money have a lot of money has been wasted on this as well. You know. But yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, it's a passion, you know. So, hmm. what can you do? <laughs> what can you do? I agree. I agree. I agree. And then you find a game you like, and they bring out an expansion for it. And... Yeah. It's like the Futurama it's... meme, you know, shut up and take my money. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, Pan. And yes. uh, there's, then there's also Kickstarter, which is another... Mm. <sighs> yeah, I know, right? It's just a, a black hole yeah. for money. Yeah, it's a, a never-ending <laughs> story, Pan. Well, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much for being here and uh, for coming on. And Thank you, Zdenek. It's it's been my it's been my pleasure, and it's absolutely. Hope, uh, and if you've enjoyed it. Hope the listeners take something from it. And I'm always wow. uh, uh, happy to share some something about learning languages. I feel like I said I've I've learned many languages, and I've been a teacher for quite a while. I hope I have something to share.
Wonderful. I mean, it's very inspirational indeed. And I have to say that, honestly, it would be amazing if you could if you could come back uh, on the next English podcast in one way or another in the future. That would be great because I would like to. Oh, excellent. I'm glad to hear that because I don't think we have covered much today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, right. I would love that. It would be great. Yes, and uh, thank you to uh, everybody who was listening. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure. Amazing. So let's round this off with some questions, if we have any. But I think most of it is just um, some messages of admiration and thanks to you for um, being here with us. So it's Martin is saying thank you, Pan. Helen is saying thank you so much, Pan. Great advice. And uh, you, you also uh, commented there. <laughs> you said thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that wasn't to me though. That was to to uh, to, to use then again to everyone else. <laughs> okay. And also to me, why not? Yeah, I can thank myself. Okay, Fant fantastic. <laughs> I think you deserve it. Okay. Okay. Good to talk to you, Pan, and take okay. care, man. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye. -bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of Zdenex English Podcast. If you are Zdenex English Podcast patron, I've got some good news for you. A mini lesson review that focuses on the target language from this episode is arriving right after this. To become Zdenex English Podcast patron, go to teachersdenic.com zep section and click become patron.